In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. The Lord be with you. Welcome today to our celebration of morning Mass here at St Bride's. Uh, welcome to those who have joined us in these moments and welcome also to those that will join us later on in the course of the day. The Mass today is especially offered for the repose of the soul of all of our daily whose anniversary is at this time. As you know, today also is the day in which uh, we mark the end of the Second World War in Europe uh, and we remember all of those people, very many people who fell in the battles of the Second World War uh, on both sides uh, and the terrible destruction uh, that was caused through it. Uh, we pray especially for peace and reconciliation between nations, especially on this day. To begin the Mass and to offer the Mass more worthily, we first call to mind our sins. I confess to Almighty God and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words, in what I have done and what I have failed to do, through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. Therefore I ask Blessed Mary, our Virgin, all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to pray for me to the Lord our God. And may Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Let us pray. O God, author of our freedom and of our salvation, listen to the voice of our pleading, and grant that those you have redeemed by the shedding of your Son's blood may have life through you, and under your protection rejoice forever unharmed. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. A reading from the Acts of the Apostles. Paul stood up in the synagogue at Antioch in Pisidia, held up a hand for silence and began to speak. My brothers, sons of Abraham's race, and all you who fear God, this message of salvation is meant for you. What the people of Jerusalem and their rulers did, though they did not know or realise it, was in fact to fulfil the prophecies read on every Sabbath. Though they found nothing to justify his death, they condemned him and asked Pilate to have him executed. When they carried out everything that the scripture foretells about him, they took him down from the tree and buried him in a tomb. But God raised him from the dead, and for many days he appeared to those who had accompanied him from Galilee to Jerusalem. And it is these same companions of his who are now his witnesses before our people. We have come here to tell you the good news. It was to our ancestors that God made the promise, but it is to us, their children, that it has been fulfilled by raising Jesus from the dead. 
As scripture says in the first psalm, You are my son, today I have become your father. The word of the Lord. You are my son, it is I who have begotten you this day. It is I who have set up my king on Zion, my holy mountain. I will announce the decree of the Lord. The Lord said to me, You are my son, it is I who have begotten you this day. Ask, and I shall bequeath you the nations. Put the ends of the earth in your possession. With a rod of iron you will break them, shatter them like a potter's jar. Now, O kings, understand. Take warnings, rulers of the earth. Serve the Lord with awe, and trembling pay him your homage. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Jesus said to his disciples, do not let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God still and trust in me. There are many rooms in my father's house. If there were not, I should have told you. I am going now to prepare a place for you. And after I have gone and prepared your place, I shall return to take you with me, so that where I am, you may be too. You know the way to the place where I am going. And Thomas said, Lord, we do not know where you are going, so how can we know the way? And Jesus said, I am the way, the truth and the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. The Gospel of the Lord. Paul and Barnabas in that first reading are a long distance from their homeland, a long distance from Antioch, uh, which we heard of in the reading a, a number of days ago. Here they're in a place called Antioch in Pisidia. And we actually know where that is. That's in mainland Turkey. So they're a long distance from where they would normally be. Uh, and Antioch in Pisidia, uh, they are in the synagogue and uh, teaching about Jesus. Sometimes uh, you very often, if you're listening to those political programmes, you, you very often hear a kind of a repeated message uh, that the politicians very often uh, repeat over and over again. It's like to try and get the thing into your head. And we certainly hear that over uh, these days of the pandemic. But very often what we find in the uh, readings of uh, from the Acts of the Apostles is the kind of the same message that's repeated over and over again uh, by the Apostles and uh, by people like Paul and Barnabas. And uh, very often what we call it in theological terms is the kerygma, uh, the the ancient kind of proclamation of the of the good news, and it simply uh, uh, tells people about the life and the death and the, the resurrection of Jesus, and simply sim sometimes it simply condes condenses that down to a simple sentence, and so what we find uh, is 
uh, in the reading today is is that kind of message that's repeated uh, and that we hear over and over again. We know uh, uh, from this visit uh, that Paul and Barnabas make uh, that he certainly impresses uh, a lot of people, but eventually he's uh, both Paul and Barnabas are expelled uh, from uh, this area, uh, and we know uh, from Paul's letters that he revisits it uh, in his second missionary journey and his third missionary journey, and we know also that he appoints elders uh, to this uh, particular community, and we know from one of the letters of Saint. Timothy, uh, that he uh, receives a lot of punishment and persecution in his time in these lands. Today, uh, the gospel passage uh, is a very familiar one to you, I'm sure, because very often you hear that passage uh, at funerals or uh, when someone passes away. Um, and I suppose, uh, like many of the passages from the Gospel, especially the Gospel of St John, it's very illumined by the resurrection itself. Uh, it's almost as if, if you like, the early Christians revisit those incidents, those words of Jesus, uh, and it's like a, a light, a, a, a light goes on in their, their mind that uh, they fully realise what Jesus uh, was telling them. And we get that sense today. Uh, how could they possibly have? have known what Jesus was, was speaking about, uh, places in the Father's home, um, the sense in which he was going ahead of them to prepare that place. And yet in the light of the resurrection, all the things become kind of clear, if you like. I think I've mentioned to you before that very often uh, St John has a, a particular structure in these Gospels, and if you get the chance to read it, you'll see that structure repeated over and over again. Um, uh, some kind of desire, some, some, something that needs to happen, uh, and a kind of a miracle kind of happens to me, uh, to clear kind of things. Uh, the people would discuss uh, what the miracle means, and uh, and then Jesus at the end uh, gives an expression for them. Um, so it's like kind of when the person uh, is born blind, uh, gets a. Uh, a cure and is able to see. Um, people discuss what that means, and then Jesus says, "I am the light of the world." Um, in another occasion, when when Jesus gives uh, food to the people, uh, this hungry crowd, the people discuss it, and then Jesus says, "He, uh, I am the bread of life." So over and over again, you get those expressions: "I am the bread of life," uh, "I am the resurrection and the life." Uh, more recently, I am the Good Shepherd. Uh, and today, at the end of the Gospel, what you heard was that, that Jesus says, uh, after that passage uh, where he promises a place in the Father's home and that he's going to prepare that place, he says, I am the way, the truth and the life. And I think I've mentioned to you before uh, that that phrase is a very important phrase in, in, in the New Testament and in the Old Testament. I am, because it's the, the phrase that, that, that God gives when Moses uh, uh, is before the burning uh, uh, bush uh, and he asks God, what, what's your name? Uh, and, Jesus, and, and God says, uh, this is the name that I have, I am who I am. So Jesus uses the divine name in, in John's Gospel. Uh, and of course we can imagine just exactly uh, 
what furor that would have would have caused. Uh, he identifies with God Himself. He is God Himself, the very Son of God, come on earth. So those expressions, "I am the way, the truth, and the life," uh, "I am the Good Shepherd," "I am the Light of the World," "I am the Resurrection and the Life," uh, all those statements are very important in St John's Gospel. So today, uh, as we celebrate Mass, we, we hear of Paul and Barnabas, and they simply carry that message uh, of the Gospel into the world. They're very far away from their homeland, uh, and, 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 and very, uh, as it turns out, amidst a kind of hostile uh, group of people. And yet the message itself is, is given, uh, it's spoken, it's out there, uh, it, it, it's conveyed to people um, and of course that's their desire to, to bring the good news of God's love into the world uh, something that brings people together uh, something that brings love and joy into their own life um, I suppose especially in this day in which we remember the, the ending of the Second World War in, in Europe um, and the division that very often can be caused and the, the conflict and the, the violence that very often can come in times of war, we think how important it is to hear that message of good news, of joy and peace and love, the joy and peace and love of God, that God willing brings people together, reconciles them, allows them to forgive, allows hearts to be changed and allows uh, love and peace to exist between people. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, through your goodness we have this bread to offer, which earth has given and human hands have made. It will become for us the bread of life. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, through your goodness we have this wine to offer, fruit of the vine and work of human hands. It will become our spiritual drink. Pray now, dear brothers and sisters, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. Accepting compassion, Lord, we pray the offerings of your family, that under your protective care they may never lose what they have received, but attain the gifts that are eternal, through Christ our Lord. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It's truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, at all times to acclaim you, Lord, but above all to lodge you yet more gloriously when Christ our Passover has been sacrificed. For he is the true Lamb, who has taken away the sins of the world. By dying he destroyed our death, and by rising restored our life. Therefore, overcome with paschal joy, every land, Every people exults in your praise, and even the heavenly powers with the angelic hosts sing together the unending hymn of your glory as they acclaim. Holy, holy, holy Lord God of hosts, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. 
Hosanna in the highest. You are indeed holy, O Lord, the fount of all holiness. Make holy, therefore, these gifts, we pray, by sending down your Spirit upon them like the dewfall, so that they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. At the time he was betrayed and entered willingly into his passion, he took bread and, giving thanks, broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice, and once more, giving thanks, he gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many, for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The mystery of faith. We proclaim your death, O Lord, and profess your resurrection until you come again. Therefore, as we celebrate the memorial of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Lord, the bread of life and the chalice of salvation, giving thanks that you've held us worthy to be in your presence and minister to you. Humbly we pray that, sharing in the body and blood of Christ, we may be gathered into one by the Holy Spirit. Remember, Lord, your church spread throughout the world, bring her to the fullness of charity, together with Francis our Pope, Joseph our Bishop, and all the clergy. Remember also our brothers and sisters who have fallen asleep in the hope of the resurrection, and all who have died in your mercy. Welcome them into the light of your face. Have mercy on us all, we pray, that with the Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, Joseph our spouse, the blessed apostles, and all the saints who have pleased you throughout the ages, we may merit to be coerced to eternal life and may praise and glorify you through your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him and with him and in him, O God Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honour is yours for ever and ever. We pray with confidence to God our Father in the prayer that Jesus has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil and graciously grant peace in our days that by the help of your mercy we may always be free from sin and safe from all distress as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not in our sins, but in the faith of your Church, and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign for ever and ever. The peace of the Lord be with you always.
Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world, grant us peace. Behold the Lamb of God, behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word and my soul shall be healed. Let us pray. Keep safe, O Lord, we pray, those whom you have saved by your kindness, that redeemed by the passion of your Son, they may rejoice in his resurrection, who lives and reigns forever and ever. And we especially ask Mary's special protection for us in these days. Hail, Holy Queen, Mother of Mercy, hail our life, our sweetness and our hope. To thee do we cry for banished children of Eve, to thee do we send forth sighs, mourning and weeping in the valley of tears. Turn then, most gracious advocate, thine eyes of mercy toward us, and after this our exile show unto us the blessed fruit of thy womb, Jesus. O clement, O loving, O sweet Virgin Mary, pray for us, O most holy Mother of God, that we may be made worthy of the promises of Christ. The Lord be with you. May Almighty God bless you, the Father the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Go forth, the Mass is ended. <laughs>